in life, we experience all types of afflictions. We are battled by storm after storm. And sometimes, you know, we don't receive the comfort that we expect, nor the pity from those who are around us or those who are in charge or in authority of us. But no need to fear. Don't even worry about that. God is the one who will comfort you and he will rebuild you. Want to learn more? Stay tuned. Today, we're going to take a look at Isaiah 54, um, verse number 17. And from the NIV, it reads, No weapon forged against you will prevail. And you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Now, I know we are familiar. Many of us have heard this passage, read it many times before. But this morning, it stood out to me. There were some things illuminated in this passage that maybe I just didn't pay attention to before. And I want to share those with you today. Now, I had been talking about perfect peace And this promise or these promises in this particular uh, chapter is part of God's covenant of peace with his people. You know, God will not break his covenant. And he has said some things that we need to be aware of, that we need to implement and employ in our lives, storing them in our hearts and then holding fast to them. So what we're going to do is we're going to go up from the 17th verse to verse 11. And in verse 11, it says, O afflicted city, lashed by storms and not comforted, I will build you with stones of turquoise, your foundations with sapphire. Verse 12 says, I will make your battlements of rubies, your gates of sparkling jewels, and all of your walls of precious stones. Look at what God is saying. He's saying here to the people that they've been afflicted, they've been battled by storm after storm, and no one has comforted them. No one has taken pity on them. But then God says something, don't worry, I will rebuild you. Now this is some good news, right? You you know, people have overlooked Even in our own lives, let's let's bring it to the present. This is a city. He says, oh, city, oh, afflicted city, lashed by storms. We have been called by Jesus, the light of the world, a city on a hill which cannot be hidden. We are God's people, his workmanship. We are the church. We are those whom God's blessings really do flow. But listen, he says, you have been afflicted. Yes, we have been afflicted. Yes, we have um, been in battles, you know, 
storm after storm. One thing comes and then another thing comes. And then people can sometimes know that you're going through these types of issues, but there is no comfort from from them. They don't know how to comfort you or they ignore you. But God says, don't worry about them not taking any pity on you. Don't, Don't worry about the lack of comfort that you might have not received from the world or from your friends or family because God says, I'm going to rebuild you. He says, I am going to rebuild you. Now look, when he says he's going to rebuild, he says he's going to restore. He's going to refresh. He's going to reconstruct. He's going to fashion you and he's going to do it better than you were before. Look, when we look at this rebuilding and how he's going to do it, he says he's going to do it with things of beauty. He says with jewels, turquoise, sapphires, and rubies. That's what God says. So when God comes in and he does the reconstruction and the rebuilding of our lives, then we're going to be better off than we were before. We're going to be more beautiful. We're going to be more salient. We're going to be, you know, more fortified because God has rebuilt us. He is restoring us. So let's keep reading. Then in verse 13, he says, "Um, all your sons or all your children will be taught by the Lord and great will be your children's peace. Now here, remember, we talked about his perfect peace and the promise of his peace. Here God is saying all of your children will be taught by the Lord. Who is the ultimate teacher? Who is the best teacher to teach us the ways of God? And as we look in our lives and how we live today, God has given us his teacher, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said that he was giving us, he was going to send to us the spirit of truth who will guide us and lead us in all the things that Jesus said, remind us, and he's going to teach us. He's the spirit of wisdom. That's who he is. And so God gives all who believes his spirit. He's part of the Godhead, you know, the Holy Spirit. Yes. And so we can be taught by him and then great will be their peace. See, God implemented a restoration plan for his people. And that's the rebuilding process. And when Jesus came and he took on our sin debt, the penalty of our transgressions, when he took those to the cross where he suffered the humiliation, the shame, and the pain of power afflictions and took it to the grave and then arose with all power in his hand. Those who believe in that work confess it with their mouth that Jesus is God's son risen from the dead. Then those persons shall be saved. Those persons shall have eternal life. Those persons are being rebuilt by God, being rebuilt built in the peace of God, where reconciliation has occurred between man, fallen man, and his God. Here is the protection and the promise of his perfect 
peace. Remember when we talk about perfect peace, we're talking about that completeness. We're talking about that soundness where there's no deficiency. There's no defect. There is no influence of corrupt uh, influences or, or thoughts or uh, vices. Yes, there's this promise of wealth or prosperity in your health, in your whole being. This is what God is saying to us. Even what he was saying back then, he's saying now, because we have to believe that God's word is unfallible, is unfailing, and it never goes out of style. We have to remember also what God said. He said that his word does not return void. It accomplishes whatever he said for it to accomplish, and it's going to prosper there. And then even further, God's word does not pass away. Yeah, the grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of God will stand forever. So get this, in verse 14, he says, In righteousness you will be established. Tyranny will be far from you. You will have nothing to fear. Terror will be far removed. It will not come near you. Established in righteousness. You know, that's solid, that's firm um, when it has been established, right? And how are we established in righteousness? How, How are we established in righteousness? We are done so by Uh, Christ and Christ's work on the cross. We have been made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. Come on now. It is his work. So this righteousness has been established by God in the work that Jesus accomplished. Now notice the rest of the promise. He says, tyranny, trouble. You have no need to fear trouble. It will be far from you or terror. We don't have to worry about it because it won't come near us. Remember Psalms 91 where the psalmist says, those who dwell in the shelter of the Most High shall rest, that's a peacefulness, rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Why? Because we say of him that he is our Lord. He's our refuge. He's our fortress. He's our God in whom we trust. Remember Isaiah 26 verse 3? You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on you because they trust in you. That's what, you know, God is saying to us because we trust him. We don't have to fear. We don't have to worry about the things that surround us. He says it won't come near you. It won't affect you in the way that it might affect some. Why? Because you are resting in the peace, the promise of peace that God gives. He gives rest to his beloved, those who trust in him, those who have surrendered and submitted their lives to him. He's the safe place. He's the refuge. Remember, he's that fortress. He's a fortified city. Who can penetrate God? Nobody, nothing. He is the great I am. Now notice what he says. He says that if anyone, this is verse number 15, does attack you, it will not be my doing. 
Whoever attacks you will surrender to you. You know, God says, don't worry about the attack. And so often we give credence, power, uh, and authority to the attack because we begin, we become so concerned about it. We get fearful in our boots and we start shaking because we have forgotten the promise of God. We have allowed the word of God to go out the window. Instead, when trouble comes, we should hold more tightly to the word and promises of God. Being careful not to uh, surrender to the trouble. They're letting fear abide. See, where fear is, there is no peace. Where fear is, there is torment. But see, where the peace of God is, there's pleasure, there's comfort, there is joy. And then the fear loses its grip on our lives because we have anchored ourselves in the word of God. And we know that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will lift the standard against him. What is that standard? That's his word. Nothing can come against his word and succeed. So we have to remember to stand firmly upon the word of God. Notice what God says. When we exercise this, this knowledge, that this benefit that we have in God, that we're being rebuilt by him, that we're being taught by him, that his spirit lives within us, that his word is a fortified strong tower, when we remember those things, whoever tries to attack us, they're going to have to surrender. They're going to have to relinquish. They're going to have to let go because it's not us, but it's the word in us. It is the authority and power given to us by the spirit of God. So remember to speak what God says when the trouble arises, when the trial comes, even when the thought or the terror uh, comes, we have to apply the word of God in the season that we are living in. We have never experienced before this the amount of fear that has been uh, penetrated in our airways and in our hearing and in our lives. This is the time for us to really begin to exercise the authority that God has given us where we can walk in that comfort, we can walk in that peace that if God be with and for us, who can be against us? What can be against us? He says it will surrender. If there are some things in your life that you need to put the word of God to and let it surrender. So look at what God says in verse 16. See, it is I who created the blacksmith who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to wreak havoc or to work havoc. God says, look, I made the blacksmith, you know, the one who takes metal and iron and forms them into weapons that are designed to kill. He says, I made, I, I made that one. And he says, I also created the destroyer. You know, he created the armies. He created these things to cause havoc. He said he created it. He know what's in them, but even what's in them is not greater than what's in him. Come on, come on, come on. I'm sorry, y'all. I got a little excited. 
excited there because what dropped into my spirit at that time was that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Remember, we're going to be taught by him. We have his Holy Spirit within us. And so greater is he, the Holy Spirit in us than those things in the word, in the world rather. So listen, go, go, let's go back to the word. So then we get to the key point, the key verse. It says, no weapon formed against you will prevail and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. Uh, the message translation says, no weapon that can hurt you has ever been forged. Oh my goodness. God is saying that we, look, look, look. He says they may make the weapon. It may develop, but the weapon cannot succeed against you. Why? Because you have the greater thing on the inside of you and with your tongue. See, it's important that we know what we speak out of our mouths because in Proverbs, it tells us death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it feet. Uh, will eat the fruit thereof. Jesus even tells us that what's in our hearts come out of our mouths. So, you know, we got to be careful about what we put in our hearts so that uh, when we speak, the right things will come out of our mouths. If we're going to refute the thing, then we got to refute it with what God says. We got to refute what's coming against us with the word of God. You know, when we refute these enemies and these attacks that's coming up against us, um, then what we can do is, is say what God says. Wait a minute. Let me say that again. Let me say that one more time so you can get it. Here we go. It says you will refute every tongue that accuses you. Well, how are you going to refute it? You got to refute it again with the words of God. When we refute it, then they will be dismissed. They're going to be dismissed as a liar. We can't let the enemy tell us we are what God says we are not. We speak to those negative influences and forces with the words that God has given us. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, created in his image and likeness. You know, we are made like him. He has given us authority to trample over the serpent, you know, um, we need we we need to be able to say what God has said about the situation. So when the attack comes, when the enemy comes in, go to God's word regarding that matter. If it's about your finances, speak to it and say, oh no, I'm the Lord going to supply what I need. I'm not going to enter worry. I'm not going to interfere. I am going to stay anchored in this word that all of my need is met by Christ Jesus and in abundance and in supply because God will. The word says, how does it go? That he will do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask, think, or imagine. But you got to know that and you've got to employ that. You've got to put that into action in your life, whether it's your health. Say what God says about your health. You can apply this very promise to it. It won't pro 
prosper. I heard what you said, and that's a fact. But the truth is what God says, that he is the Lord thy God, which healeth thee. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. I refute this in the name of Jesus. Broken relationships, all of these things, God has a word addressed for it. We need to get in it and then start speaking those things. Okay, so here's the PowerPoint that illuminated in my reading of it this morning. And it says, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And this is their vindication from me. Do you guys understand what this word is saying? I want to try to break it down for you briefly. Then I want you to go back and read it. I want you to go back and read it and then allow it to get into your heart. Meditate on it. Read it. Bring it back up again. Chew on it. Bring it back up. Swallow it chew on it, you know, bring it back up again. I think I missed it. I think the steps are chew it, swallow it, bring it back up, chew it, swallow it, bring it back up. That's what we want to do with this meditation of God's word. Listen, this is the heritage. What is that? That's the inheritance. That is the right of those who belong to God. Do you belong to God? If you belong to God, this is your right. You can take this word to God in prayer. Put him in remembrance of this word. Put him in remembrance of his promise. This is something as a part of God's family, a part of his kingdom that you can expect. Yes, it is. This is an inheritance. This is your heritage. This is your right. Okay. And then God says, this is their vindication from me. God says, this is my protection for you from attack. This is my defense of you from the enemy. This is to avenge you from those who will try to come up against you. And then God says that I have declared this. One translation says, I, the Lord, have spoken. This is God's word. God says, I said it, and that settles it. Remember what he said? He says that his word will not return to him void. You know, God is not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that, you know, he needs to repent. God does not speak and then does not act. He does not promise and not fulfill. Today, y'all, we have been and are being rebuilt by God. There are places in our lives where we have been damaged. We have been hurt. We have been, you know, uh, trampled upon. But God says you are his. And what he means by that, he says he's going to restore you, rebuild you, refresh you, fashion you in his image and his likeness. He's going to put you in that place of peace because you belong to him. And that these weapons that keep trying to come up against you, they won't, they won't, they won't succeed. They won't prevail. They won't prosper because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Today, I want you to 
think about what this passage is saying. You are God's creation. You are his servant. You are his child. You are part of his kingdom. When you have accepted the righteousness that he has established through Christ Jesus, Jesus paid your debt so that you can experience this perfect peace of God. We're being rebuilt by God. Accept it and know it today. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. This is your inheritance. Expect it. So, Father, we thank you for the promise that you've shown us again in your word, that you are with us and you are for us, and that if you be with us and for us, who can be against us? We bless you today, Father, because we either forgot or we just didn't know that this is our right. This is our inheritance We pray today, Lord God, that we will receive this inheritance and put it into action in our lives, not forgetting that we belong to you and acting accordingly. We thank you, Father, and we love you. Okay, remember this, a daily dose of God's word is good for your soul. Okay, be blessed. Mm -hmm.